This college baseball picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Hey, this is John Smoltz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh, just nothing but uh, great sports of the summer, Sean. I will say it was a God's eye had a sad day. Uh, <laughs> not not a sad day because it, it was checking in on all the shows of the great SGPN. I uh, do a little self scouting. Yeah, like got watching film on everyone. I should have. I I regret not posting the wide shot of you sitting in full boss mode, hands behind the head. Uh, But, but we got it out there. Uh, Not a lot of sports to talk about, so we we're going back to the college baseball. Well, Sean, yes, setting a record most times talking (laughs) college baseball in one calendar year. Hey, it's college college baseball has been electric. I know my theory of just riding all the dogs, not working out great. Uh, We'll bring on Noah in a, in a second here, but again, for, for a tournament, that's kind of going chalk. These games have still been super exciting. I have solved college sports before we bring Colby on. Yes. We'll let him react to this. You have your football season into your football championship, your football, your FCS starts a little later. To avoid some of the bullshit that happens early in the season, then we get the FCS playoffs. After that, we then have March Madness right into college baseball. So you have college sports dominating the spring through. You can call it even championship season. So I'm curious if Colby likes that. Played outdoors, of course. Colby Dan, aka the Dantabus. What's up, Colby? I like that idea a lot better than that submarine idea. Oh wow. (laughs) What going underwater in general, or yeah, just an IKEA submarine, just trying to run down there? Come on, Every, everyone's yeah. answer is space over water, right? Like you're you're not oh, going. You would there. much rather die in space than water. One hundred percent. Oh, I meant yeah. explore. Like oh, with death being the risk, would you rather explore space, space. or the depths? One hundred percent. I get I get why the ocean's space. cool, but space, yeah. space, because you might find like a planet, yeah. you know, like uh, but it's also those like cheesy like Skinamax movies in the nineteen oh, early nineteen nineties. You'd find like a planet of like just all naked Beautiful fucking hot ladies. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same attitude that has us not uh, knowing less about the oceans than the than space. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. Do? hang out with a bunch of fish. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, <laughs> you know, might be some mermaids down there. All right. Uh, before we get to uh, some more col- mermen, if that's what you're into, sorry, Colby. Mer people. I've right. always oh, been I'm perplexed with the mermaid situation on how that's supposed to work. We'll call, well, well, there is there is a certain math to it that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> we'll just call it mermaid. He's one of those guys who will get penetration. Uh, oh, you find a way. I mean, you remember being in, in high school. Yes. Hashtag find a way. <laughs> All right. A uh, perfect transition to this week's edition of Oh, Real Meta DJs. SGPN presents 
Real men of DGEN. Real men of DGEN. We salute you. Steve Lemke. That's right. Assistant bowling coach. It's Steven F. Austin. Decided to resign instead of being fired after it was discovered he was having an affair with the student athlete. To make matters worse, he's married to the head coach, <laughs> Amber Lemke. Uh, they had been coaching the team together, two national titles. Steve said, quote, I knew it was kind of a no no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an <laughs> ethics code, like we frown upon it. But there's no rule. There's no broken law. I was the stay at home dad for five years with the kids while I ever got to go off and coach the team. And when she get back and run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back, <laughs> he's just completely <laughs> explaining why he had the affair. So, is he making a case that, that maybe this is why we should have just female teams and male teams? Well, I was going to say <laughs> a couple, know? a couple takeaways here. Uh, Colby's been chirping about all the sports that, that we're going to lose because uh, of the NIL and the and mm. Title IX being affected by the the pro nature of the the players in the future. Oh no, I'm for those sports. Uh, bowling. Yeah. Uh, who knew that there were t- uh, colleges with bowling teams? Yes. <laughs> second takeaway: student athletes. Second takeaway: <laughs> Le- Lemke. And what do you? I mean, just imagine the tra- you're a student athlete. You're, and then you're also just like smoking some butts. Well, you got like a corn dog. No. A couple beers. Yeah, what is that? Like you just come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. Bowl. Was that practice, honey? You can't. Right? You can't bowl sober, right? I, did, I'm just did imagining. Did you have a bowling team in high school? We're all from the Northeast, mostly. Colby, kind of adjacent, but did you have a bowling team in high school? I did. No, there really? was a, there no. was a, there was a girl in our uh, high school who did go to Arizona yeah. State on a bowling scholarship. Okay, I looked up her stats one day. But yeah, I mean, I guess like you know, you watch those pro bowlers. It's electric. Maybe college bowling's fun. Oh. Who knows? Maybe there's a tournament. I, we can, who, who, maybe there's a bracket. I'm like, all on board. What's I'm that great clip of the guy going, I am oh. who you oh, thought yeah. you were? Yeah, oh, Roy Munson or, uh, or I mean McCracken, it feels like right yeah. out of Kingpin. Uh yeah, second yeah, the second takeaway is that Lemke is a name from Kingpin, it feels like. Oh yeah. 100%. So uh, this this is perfect. Lemke's and then, definitely something in Urban Dictionary. Uh, last too. last key takeaway, and maybe we gotta get the merch team working on this, Sean, but uh Stephen F. Austin, where the F stands for fuck. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. Maybe we just yeah. get Stephen F. Austin bowling team shirts in the store. <laughs> this uh, this next gentleman bringing on the the show. I'm sure he's done some bowling. Oh, he's been on a bowling team. Let's Michigan ask him. Michigan native uh, Noah Beanick from the college baseball experience. No, give us your bowling background. You you've definitely bowled, right? You know when I bowl, I try to light up the radar gun. I'll throw it as mm. hard as I can with my right arm. Sling it down there. I I think my record's like twenty two miles an hour down the lane. However, I did did some research on this while you guys were talking. Bowling, like you were we're talking Title Nine here. Bowling is an official NCAA sport for women, and it's an equivalency sport for NCAA scholarship purposes. So you get five scholarships per team, ten women on a half scholarship each. That's that's wow. the whole that's that's what I'm talking about. This is the dilemma that, well, we, that we're faced with. In the, Sayonara in the bowling team. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure the bowling team is profitable. The stands are just packed. I mean, hey, they're, they're, pace, right, Colby? well, yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure if these imagine if you're like a 20 year old chick, you can probably make a lot of money hustling some other bowlers. Like you, you go into you know like Muskegee, uh, Michigan, and pretend, oh hey, I'm I'll do a little bowling. You throw a couple gutter balls. 
you you lure someone in, and then all of a sudden you're you're winning a couple hundred dollars here and there. Look at this travel Hustle. too. I see them bouncing around. They had to go to Louisiana. They now Maryland Eastern Shore did have to come to uh, Texas to take on Stephen F. Austin, but they've definitely. Uh, you do some traveling. It's nice. Uh, it's uh, think you can thank the football and basketball programs. Yes. Oh, I just I worry about the what what these these fine ladies are. And by the way, they I'm, went to Long Island. There, there are. Uh, where is Stephen F. Austin in be- Texas? It's I like a crazy it. city, though. I forget the name of they're, it. They're they're recruiting. Yeah. They got a girl from Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, mm. I mean, they're Texas, mm. Wisconsin. <laughs> that, do you are you paying Minnesota? A, you're paying someone well, to wh- travel to another state to recruit. Bowling. Well, the reason why they're going to Wisconsin is probably an easy trip because uh, the Lady Jack Classic was uh, Stephen mm. F. Austin was in it in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Which isn't that where? Isn't that where our boys are from? Yeah. The uh, the the, the oh, Bratstock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Bratstock probably yeah. has some good. Uh, yeah. good I mean, that's female. <laughs> if you're a female bowler, there's oh, two no. things you yeah. love: beer and cheese curds. Come on. Oh like, no! Wait, hold so on. So there's probably some sturdy ladies. Go check out that Lady Jack Classic. I, wanna, I was gonna say they're, they're some brats and some bowling. Come they're on. called the Lady Jack. Or the Lady Jackers. Ooh, Lady Uh-oh. Jackers. Uh-oh. Oh man, that needs Uh-oh. to be a shirt. And, and by the way, uh, last, last the bit. The assistant coach, the husband who did all the hard time being a stay-at-home dad. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, mm, anyone that uh, claims that that's like a super hard thing to do, like <laughs> settle down. You're watching. A, you're watching a lot of. You're watching a lot of daytime sports highlights. Also, what else were you? Do- I mean, come on. Uh, you're you're watching kids that's holding you back oh. from your job, from your dream gig as assistant <laughs> bowling coach. Like, come on. You're not you're not curing cancer on the side. What do you even dial up? Well, hold on. Like, I, I just there- want, I don't want to say something controversial. I think most of these these ladies are are adults, and I'll I'll, I'll assume that. Uh, they're all they were all consenting. Whoever was involved here, but he's a he's a bowling team coach, and this is uh, in a part of the country that let's just say it's not near the ocean, and so bowling members of the bowling team in the flyover region of the country, and that's the pool he decided to dip the toe in. <laughs> <laughs> to get blown up in the national media. I, I am looking at their schedule and the NCAA regionals, which happen in April every well, year. Noah, there's a, they're, they're aired on bowl TV, bowl mm. TV. Bowl. So TV. We might have to uh, have Is a, there a calendar bowl. we could mm. maybe support. And they also go to Vegas a lot. It seems well, like well, that's so, how, uh, that, yeah, that's when the bowl uh, TV is a subscription purpose. <laughs> put it right there next to flow sports. <laughs> Oh, all right. Oh, I, look, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm the lady, Look at that lady. I'm bruising the run. I, I mean, honestly, she, I'm, maybe, maybe she's a sophomore too. Wow. Could be an offensive guard. Definitely. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what her times are in the three cone, but if she can pull mm, Kyle Shanahan. All right. Should we talk about college baseball? We should. Uh, before you, we do that, of course, oh. shout out to bird dog shorts. Love my bird dog shorts. Uh, we're going to be going in Vegas, uh, taping all our, uh, Fantasy football episodes. That's going to be super fun. And of course, I'm going to be super dry, super cool in my bird dogs shorts. Just day after day after day of wearing these bird dog shorts. Can't get enough of these guys. You get the mesh short ones, the khaki ones, even the joggers are pretty awesome. But I, I'm I'm hooked on built-in liners. I I don't know what I've done 
that with the rest of my life that I wasn't using built in liners. Again, if you're, if you're a bowling coach uh, looking to get a little side action uh, again, you know, consenting of course, and, and don't ruin your career, but you would do it in bird dog shorts because they're comfortable. They're breezy. You don't need to. Yeah. Normally if you're a bowling coach, you probably uh, you're wearing some shorts. You stand over that vent, get a little cool breeze up there. You don't need that cool breeze when you're rocking the bird dogs, shorts, anti stink sweat, wicking fabric. You cannot beat it. Stay cool and dry all day. Birddogs.com slash pool. Get the free Yeti style tumbler. Birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Noah, we were talking uh, a couple episodes ago, or last time we had you on, the Rocco's Pizza Jello Shot Challenge, and it has been a bloodbath. LSU dominating the Jello Shot Challenge. And it turned, I'm. They probably didn't even need the help, but the Raising Cane's founder, CEO Todd Graves, uh, solid bought, guy. What did he buy? Like six thousand shots? Yeah, it was six thousand shots that he bought. Is that are we? That's how, insane. All right, he so, set a Guinness World Record, I think, for most shots ever bought. Noah, yes. Noah is an honorable person, and will probably Very almost certainly have an opinion on this. Do you think this is? Outside the boundaries of fair play in the Rocco's shot Jello shot challenge, yeah, I think it is, and it's oh, happened wow. before with Arkansas, with Ole Miss, oh, wow. and Mississippi State. The three it seems like it's fair game. Fan bases that have done it, so it's like sure, yeah, you're bringing like, the heavy I hitters. I don't, I don't love it, but it's been done before, and I mean, I'll more power to them. You know who you know who loves it is old Steve Rocco when he when he opens up a Rocco and a new Rocco's in Duluth next week he's gonna be loving this thing because he's turned this thing into a gold mine. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, he's charging. Yeah. Go cool. ahead and put one in Fayetteville, Baton Rouge, and uh, start. Dude, there he's go. on There's his way to doing that. Yeah, <laughs> where did Tiger Woods went to Stanford, right? Yeah, and yeah. Tiger Woods doesn't have uh, yeah. can't buy six thousand shots with the Stanford fucking baseball John team with his fucking horse teeth. Yeah, come on. That, and, well, right? John Elway would probably drink most of There's them. There's an Elway <laughs> Steakhouse probably in Omaha. <laughs> well, I don't see Chris Long doing anything for this UVA that is, show. That is Manning yeah. was oh, there yeah. on site and he didn't do anything in the bar for Tennessee. That's been the most disappointing fan base there. Nah, yeah, he probably uh, he probably bought two shots cheap. I mean, it's an easy thing too because I believe the proceeds all. Yeah, yeah, the proceeds go all go to a food bank, which yeah, come on. I oh wait, they, they're all uh, all the shots. Proceeds money? from every shot sold goes. To, well, it doesn't say a hundred percent. Okay, that's where Rocco oh, gets you. Rocco's edge. Uh, Rocco, <laughs> I've never met Rocco, but every Rocco, hey. every Rocco I've known that's been involved in some sort of thing is getting a taste. I don't know a Rocco <laughs> that's not getting a little taste. The, the, the house needs a little bit. Two percent, two percent go to the food banks. Ninety-eight percent goes to Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> As my uncle, as Uncle Money used to say, you get a little bit, I get a little bit. Yeah, the food bank is uh, what he calls the register at Rocco's yeah. Pizza. It's two percent that they didn't have before. All right. All right. So let's let's it's break like, this down. It's a five dollar Jello shot. Four fifty, right? No, five dollars. Okay, five bucks. Assuming oh, wow. they're using what, like some some sort of plastic bottle uh, liquor. Oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent. This is right, this so is how, super how many, cheap. The, this is super cheap. How many Jello yeah. shots are you like? What are what do you think the cost per Jello shot is? A dollar fifty. No less. With labor. With Colby everything. comes from a bartending Re- refrigerating. experience. Refrigerating. Yeah. I used to bartend. I never made these. 
these little drinks, they but I mean, but I mean, look, my, my, you still, you have to make it, but it's, this is jello. This is simple. I mean, you can get they a thing of probably, jello for yeah. like 10 cents at the grocery store. I was going to say they're probably yeah. making them in the big tubs too. It's it, all right. So let's, let's just say Sean, right. if you guys and want would story, never have an illegal work. Three dollars. If you guys want a great story, my baseball team did this when we were in school, we made jello shots. We'd sell them at a couple of bucks a pop. Everybody that came in, I mean, you would go over there and you'd buy a couple. We made a couple hundred bucks every night. We had a party every weekend. So three dollars and fifty cents profit minimum yes. per Jello shot. How much are they donating to the food bank? Fifty cents. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be a dollar at least. If you if you if you haven't, no, I think no, it's ten percent. The economy is not booming in Nebraska. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Come on. It is a Rocco's. <laughs> if they gave he a could dollar, take over the town. If they all right. So how many Jello shots total have been sold? Somewhere around uh, thirty-five thousand, we'll say. Uh, thirty. If you're not writing a check for thirty-five thousand dollars, yeah, you're right. Maybe a dollar. That sounds about right. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you uh, made 150k on Jello got shot. a lot of angles. All right, right? so but uh, but also uh, real quick, just LSU in p- years past, I don't believe. I mean, they lapped the entire field. Oh, they just buy some. So yeah. set a record. Kudos above to you, them, yeah. LSU. Congrats, to LSU. And then when we were joking around with the handicap, and I think we we were on LSU. That that clip was uh pretty fun there. Getting to the picks itself, Noah. What have you been noticing trends wise in Omaha? I alluded to it up top, but feels a feels a bit chalky overall. Yeah, it has been chalky, but you know they've been close games. Mm-hmm. The favorites are eight and two on the money line. The dogs are seven and three on the run line. Oh, I wow. mean we've had a lot of these games come down to one run. Only three games that haven't. Um, so it's been a very entertaining College World Series, and a lot of them. Uh, I, I think it's perfect for a sports fan because <clears throat> whether you're a fan of so Colby, big defensive football kind of guy. Um, but in baseball, you get the pitcher's <laughs> duels, you get an offensive, yes. uh, I, I call them blitzkriegs. Um, but kind of like there, there's a mix of both because the starting pitchers in this tournament have been dominant this year and the bullpens have been shaky and they've been giving up quite a few runs. Uh, so you don't get the overs at the end of the day, but you're getting a lot of runs scored in a short amount of time uh, from the fifth inning on basically. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, my Tennessee Vols—they were my futures bet—didn't un't uh, did not get the W. Yeah. Play play I, close, but we did have a. What were you going to say? Forgot, I forgot to mention the under is ten and zero on the opening line. That's closing crazy. Line is eight one and one. Wow! So uh, just pound these under. I love to do this to my my children sometimes, and Noah being so young, it, it's it's hard <laughs> for me to not do this. Noah, who invented Blitzkrieg? Ooh. Germany. Oh, yeah. Wow, he went to college. I studied three years of German in high school. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. So that's actually like a little too much German to learn. Uh, No, we'll get to that later. (laughs) One year's fine. Two, three years, we're asking a couple questions. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, they they get to the the dirty stuff Uh, in year one. I need three years of German for my after school activities. Uh, What are you you going to do there? uh, Unless you were just trying to get to Beer Fest or Oktoberfest or whatever. Hey, you wanted to drink beer out of a shoe. I get it. Uh, I I brought up the Vols because the uh, Tennessee head coach pulled a uh, oh, pulled yes. essentially a Mike Leach in the Vols dugout, and you're you're rocking the Leach shirts. Uh, go. Got those over at the SGPN store. Fun uh, fun way to celebrate, Coach. Loved him, and we're not talking about uh, 
you know, calling their fat little girlfriends. He actually <laughs> put, turned over all the chairs in the dugouts. The video is pretty good. We got it over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. If you can pull that up, Connor. he was trying to get it going. Yeah. But it just, it, it, look, I understand the motivation here. You're trying to get your team going, right? This is a, this yeah, is a but it's, yeah, just play it. It's funny. It's funny in that he like he turns over the chairs, but he's not going nuts. Like yeah. when Leach, yeah, Leach, it was dramatic because he was like folding the chairs closed and tossing them. The Vols coach is just like politely tipping them over as to not damage the chairs. It's true, Leach did and a they're much like bar job. stools. Yeah, Leach was like putting them back, awesome, putting man. them back. Like I you w- have to make an effort to go. Yeah. Actually, I think sit I down made again. this comment in the moment, but again, uh, you, only younger uh, youth sports experience, but. When you go uh, and you show your back to the team in the form of cleaning up, mm. like, oh, I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm going to go pick up those soccer balls. That's mm. just, it's cold. You're just trying to be cold. They to your didn't team. get that they, message. But it they didn't, didn't work. Score right? any runs. Much yeah. like when, when the coach goes out and gets the technical and the team proceeds to still get their <laughs> ass kicked, sometimes the, the shot doesn't work. Not really, uh, not really getting it done. Uh, what about what about TCU Noah? They've been. Uh, what's your take on TCU in this College World Series? A superstitious team, which immediately mm-hmm. I want to support them, fellow uh, fellow superstitious. The Horn Frogs, obviously fun in football, but uh, what's going on with the college baseball team? Well, and real quick, Noah, they must be listeners of the program because they seem to have some sort of Courtney Love celebration. Oh. After after a nice offensive play, they go right to the two fingers under the nose, <laughs> aka kid style for those old. That is a disgusting act. Yeah, so I mean, this team they've got a, quite a few super superstitions that they've been running uh, through the second half of the season. As we've mentioned, I think they're like twenty-one and three in their last twenty-four games. Um, so in that stretch, uh, I believe they quoted it was like twenty. Uh, three games in a row, they've worn the same batting practice tops <laughs> and it's days. gotten to the point where like, there's a, just a stench on the <laughs> shirts. And when they take them off, they piled them up in the dugout and the stiff. ESPN reporter, uh, Danny Wexelman, she, she goes, yeah, I'm just not going over there. It's just, it just reeks <laughs> So over there. Uh, you have, you have the batting practice tops uh, superstition. Then when they went to Fayetteville for the Arkansas regional, um, the team ate IHOP for breakfast on every game day and Trey Richardson, their, uh, second baseman, their five hole hitter. He had two home runs coming into the day. He hit, uh, three home runs, two grand slams. He had 11 RBIs, tied an NCAA record. And he goes, I guess I'm eating IHOP before every game. So that's <laughs> turned into a thing. They nice. IHOP. I got to hit up my buddy. I got to hit up my buddy. Who's the AD there because, uh, that's 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 nice. That's that they're cutting back. Uh, they're doing was, cutbacks, right? I mean, I, I was actually going a different direction. Yeah. Uh, if, for those who don't think baseball players are athletes, if you can, <laughs> you can throw down IHOP <laughs> every morning. And yeah, hey, I mean, well, no, no, no. He said in Fayetteville. In Fayetteville, that's like a five-star restaurant. No, I'm oh, just. Wow. It's a lot of food, though. I mean, <laughs> that really tooty, fresh and fruity. <laughs> jogging down to first base after an IHOP breakfast. I'm I mean, picturing those hard like, chocolate chip pancakes my kids used to get. Just so they they rolled in Fayetteville. They came back home to Fort Worth. They had IHOP before those two games that they won there. Then when they went to Omaha, they didn't have IHOP prior to the first game. Oh. The nearest IHOP is actually like a 16 minute drive outside of the downtown area. How's that and even during possible? Omaha, <laughs> and during Omaha, like during the College World Series, it's just 
bustling. So it's 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 a hard drive back and forth. So they were just like, it's not worth it. They lose the first game to Oral Roberts. They do it the next two games. They won. <laughs> so it's just Love nuts. It. Then the third base coach, the last one, this one's maybe the most insane. He has worn the same sweatshirt since their run in the Big 12 tournament when they won the championship in that tournament. He's wearing a sweatshirt in like 95 degree heat in the middle of the America in Omaha right now. Oof, crazy. <laughs> I love baseball superstition. Yeah. Oh, and I love awesome. how in they get on. I'm, this I'm hoping Rocco uh, got into those IHOP franchises in Omaha. <laughs> cashing in. Hey, Rocco. Oh, Rocco's. Uh, anyone uh, serving hey. a pancake in Omaha or a shot, Rocco's getting a little taste. Let me get a taste of that bag. One other, one other thing that I think is cool from this TCU team that I'm just kind of popped up in my head. They, the player that's been playing the best for them right now in the postseason is Cole Fontenelle. And he's actually native American and his roots go back to the Omaha tribe. So there's a forest oh, called wow. the Fontenelle forest. And they went and checked that out. How did we, now, so it's kind of just like all working out for this TCU frogs team. Frogs. All. It, I mean, come on, one one on. Yeah. for the listeners and myself of the college baseball experience. It feels kind of good. This is Colby mentioned about Florida being team of destiny. The things that we're finding out about this TCU team, that's the kind of feel that I have with this guy. Rocco's nephew, Fontanelle, Native American. <laughs> Maybe guy. someone who needed to disappear in the Midwest. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking Wait, of TCU, what's oh, up? I was right? going to, well, though, before we get to the picks. I was gonna say, what what was the what was your prediction on the like how are we all doing at this point? How do we feel about it? About the your, uh, your, our initial predictions of who we thought were gonna make the final. Oh no, I'm I'm and where I we stand. Oh, I, yeah, I TCU's so looking not good. good. Not good. Okay, what about you, Cole? TCU's looking good, oh, but nice. uh, that's that's about it for me. <laughs> See, I, I believe Noah and I, the sharps in the room, had TCU and LSU playing for the championship. Well, don't want to so. jinx it, right? No, no I, jinxing yeah. it. You you had TCU LSU you flipped oh. it from me I had uh, Wake Forest in Florida so we're oh. both right there we're both oh. alive. We have, really we holding have the hands four. yes <laughs> some of us got it right some of us got it right that's why you're the expert Noah uh, if you want an expert uh, tune into the USFL uh, podcast tomorrow uh, again twenty seven thirteen <laughs> ATS uh, biggest uh, strongest. Wow. I am the greatest USFL yeah. hate account for and and I I have noticed that you know for one of these spring leagues all of a sudden Green's Green's getting very interested in the oh, United States yes. football league. Oh, yeah, the more money I win, the more games he might I buy watch. a franchise. I'm addicted. How clear is the picture of himself in the mirror? Very clear. Very Let's clear. Let's go. Well, Ryan, uh, you and uh, you and Noah will have to lead the way oh. here. 11 a.m. Florida laying minus 160 against the Horned Frogs. TCU plus 130 total sitting at 11 and a half. I mean, Noah, you, you're, you, you laid out a great case. All the, uh, all the intangibles seem to be pointing TCU's way, but I know you've been a Gator supporter uh, through this process. What's your take on this game? Is TCU a live frog? As the kids like to say, mm, there you go. I like see that. what I did. Yeah. Um, so I'll run through kind of what I think I handicap most college baseball games and MLB games in that sense by pitching and college baseball. I mean, you don't really find out the starting pitcher until maybe like two hours before game time. Uh, Bullpens are pivotal. However, for this game, I have a pretty good idea of who's going to start for TCU and Florida for TCU Cole Klecker. He only threw 87 pitches on Friday. Now, technically that's short rest for a college baseball pitcher, but uh, it's the college world series now, and this is technically MLB rest on four days. So 
I think that TCU is going to run out their best starting pitcher and Klecker. He's uh, th- got a 332 ERA in the postseason. <clears throat> he's made four starts in the postseason with a 3.4 strikeout to walk ratio. So uh, he's a pitch to contact guy. And this is a very talented Florida Gators lineup. Um, and if they're putting the ball in play, they're driving it for Florida. Uh, the Gators, they've only played two games in Omaha. So their third starter is good to go. And actually he's a guy that you guys have fallen in love with lately. It's Jack Caglione. He has a pitch in over 18 days, but I mean, this guy, when he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's quite cold. Um, in his last six starts, he's got a two thirty seven ERA in his two postseason starts. Um, and his last six starts, sorry, he has a 161 ERA in his last six starts, a 237 in his two postseason starts with five walks in those two starts, which has kind of been his kryptonite. He struggles with the control. He's a hard-throwing lefty um, strikeout plays. But I, I think that TCU might be able to get into this Florida bullpen. And TCU has a better chance of winning this first game than they do the second game. And Florida, they're better set up to win that second game when they bring out Brandon Sprout. Uh, on full or better rest than here today. They're going to try to win this game with their third best starting pitcher and then have their full rotation game one, game two, game three in the college world series finals. Ideally, if you win this game against TCU, that's able to happen. However, I think that TCU at a plus plus one thirty price uh, they're, they're playing with their backs up against the wall. They've oh. now won two straight elimination games. Let's go. I feel like Florida knows that they're able to, and they can afford a loss. I'd take TCU at the plus one thirty here. So, are we worried that uh, Jack Cagliani here for Florida is going to have to meet? <laughs> yes, the, uh, there was rumors. Uh, yes, he's a friend of ours. He's a friend of Rocco. The rumor was he dropped off an envelope at Rocco's. It was a little light. He, he was supposed <laughs> the protection money for the IHOP. Are, are we worried about that kind of stuff? Uh, no, I mean you don't need to talk me into TCU. You did a good job doing it, but of course I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs here now. Florida and TCU play, and then they they have another game right after. Or when it, when is their next scheduled game after? Yeah, so technically it's still double elimination between the two sides of the bracket. Florida and TCU are the one side of the semifinal. We'll okay. talk about Wake Forest and LSU next. But Florida's two and zero. TCU they're two and one. They would need to beat Florida twice to move on to the College World Series finals this weekend. So I, like you're saying, there Florida realizes they kind of have a cushion built in, and again TCU backs against the wall elimination game. Yeah, I, I like them plus one thirty. Kramer, what about you? You're the you're the college baseball sharp. I should defer uh, to you. Well, this entire time, uh, this this uh, it's already been worked out in the simulation. I found a sick video of a frog destroying a gator. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've I been just watching. That's it. an ultimate I just watched upset it right, right there. Yeah, ultimate yeah. upset. So, uh, yeah, based on that, you know, I'm a wildlife guy. Yes. Also, TCU is the team I picked to advance mm. into the championship and. As you know, Sean, fellow sharp in the old handicapping space, you want to take the dogs before you take the favorites, oh, especially yeah. in this volatile time of college baseball. Uh, Easy in the YouTube chat wants to know: Noah, eighteen days, pretty long break. Any nervousness of rust issues? As a college baseball pitcher, eighteen days, almost too much rest. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's another angle that is in support of taking TCU yeah. here, because in general, Cags doesn't pitch too deep in most games. I think he's got like eight starts where he hasn't even gotten past the fourth inning. So when he's off, he really is. And I, I think that might be, uh, you know, 
just one one more reason why to fade. Uh, I saw Noah getting into it with uh, with some uh, fellow members of the media over his nickname. Why? Oh yeah, I mean Jeff, Jeff Fasson, you 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 want to yeah? Let's hear it, Noah. Here, I mean. <laughs> MLB big J's. They come in during Omaha during the college world series. Like they've been following the sport for the full season long They're His name, a nickname is Jack Tani going off of Shohei Otani. Where's Tani and his last name? Here? I mean, <laughs> he's Cags clearly he, he's always been by Cags. And then there was a new uh, nickname that was the Sultan of swamp, which it's the swamp in Florida. I mean, Jack, there's just nothing there. in Jack Tani. It's not <laughs> one of my favorites that I've been thrown out there. And in general, they they throw all the MLB guys from SP, ESPN to jump in here to do the coverage, <laughs> and when you're calling a Snark. walk off home run in the top of the ninth, that's oh, just oh, wow. come on. We didn't even discuss it. I mean, and by the way, I was watching today. Carl Ravage looked like he was just fucking on vacation. <laughs> that smile that I, it's the same look I get. The kids are not with me. I'm down in Mexico sitting next to a pool with literally no cost next to the alcohol. I'm grinning ear to ear. I'm going to walk down to the beach and, and buy some weed from a random Mexican dude. Who's also <laughs> offering horseback rides it's two for fun. one. Amazing. For, My friend. Anyway, for- I, Ravage had that smile on his face. Like he could give two fucks about the baseball being played <laughs> for clarity. Like I've never been a hater of Ravage. <laughs> However, the first, the very first game this year, he called a walk off home run on the top of the ninth, which any baseball fan knows that's just not possible. Um, and it, I've just even been as able a non baseball fan, I know that. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been able to pick apart some of his misspeaking. And I mean, if, if you're looking for some entertainment just on announcers, uh, I, I've been basically tweeting out every wrong thing that he's said <laughs> lately. Up twice Maybe the Omaha hotels are booked up. He's not getting good sleep oh, or something. Maybe he's at oh, the Econo yeah. Lodge or something. Colby, he needs to go to IHOP. No, no, you and Noah are very similar. Yeah, he's he's a mini Colby. That's Co- so beautiful. Colby, what yeah. about you? Florida TCU. What do you? I'm assuming you're taking I the think Gators. Mike Tyson there. said it best when he said, oh, "I got yeah. the heart of lions, tigers, and frogs." <laughs> <laughs> Give me the frogs all day. Yeah, Let's we go. actually have Tyson weighing in uh, mm. on this matchup here. I broke my back. Oh shit! <laughs> what do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. <laughs> what por- a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. <laughs> Carl Ravage would have fucked that that up. No. Would, Carl Ravage wouldn't yeah, have gotten Jim, that. Jim done Gray. Jim Gray. Legend. In there. Pro. Real pro. <laughs> uh, late game, four o'clock p.m. Pacific. Wake Forest squaring off. Against LSU, Noah. What's your uh, what's your take on this game? What are we doing here? Yeah, so I mean, kind of, I've been preaching it. It hasn't come to fruition, but I mean, this LSU pitching is the real question of the team. They had a miracle performance in Ackenhausen today, who hadn't started a, a game all season long. He throws six innings, scoreless, and he had never gone more than four innings in a game this entire season. So they're going to need to build another one of those pitching performances here so they can get their stud and Paul Skeens back on MLB rest to throw him on Thursday in a, in a second game against wake Forest. So um, my advice here is throw a dart at a dart board and list a couple of LSU pitchers names. That's your best guess at the pitcher here for this game. Uh, if you want a serious take, I'm it might be Christian little or Blake money. I don't know, but wake Forest They have a whole batch of arms that have started ball games this year for them. And they're they've all, I mean, this team has been truly amazing and their pitching is really deep. I think the top two candidates to start this game for the Deeks are Seth Keener and Sean Sullivan. 
Uh, lots of people think that Keener's going to start here. Um, he uh, he has a 286 ERA and three postseason appearances. However, I think that uh, the Deeks are very analytical driven. They have a whole pitching lab. I mean, there's a, a couple of YouTube videos on it that go in depth on it. It's a, it's truly kind of amazing. They put a lot of money into it. I mean, people from the public can sign up and just use it, but there's a bunch of camera angles in here. They've really built all of these kids up to be very, very good pitchers. And they look into a lot of the advanced analytics that I'm unable to get. Um, so I'm not able to pull up stats against left-handed pitching for a lot of the hitters in college baseball. However, with the rumor going around that LSU seems to struggle against left-handed pitching, I did a little bit more digging. Yes. And all you're looking for is just to poke a hole in a couple of these teams. There's four teams remaining, and this is the second-best offense in college baseball. Let me walk you through this. In the Tigers' last five games against an SEC lefty or Josh Hartle from Wake Forest on Monday, who had nine strikeouts in a six-inning outing, only giving up four hits, LSU, again, the number two scoring offense, only behind Wake Forest. Oh, shit, runs per game. Jesus, right. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, but it's for the show. Don't worry. In their last five games against left-handed pitching, LSU's 0-5 against a left-handed starter, scoring two runs against Auburn and Tommy Vale's start, five runs against Georgia and Liam Sullivan's, four runs against Arkansas when they pitched Hagen Smith and Hunter Holland, Four runs against Texas A&M and Will Johnson start, and then two runs against Wake Forest against Josh Hart. So, so, it so if you like, add all of that up, they're yeah. only averaging 3.4 runs a game, and this is an offense that averages 9.2. So Sean Sullivan being the lefty, very quality pitcher. I think they pitch him, and I think Wake Forest has the advantage once again here against LSU. So, and, and we don't have lines yet, but what do you? It, it sounds like Wake Forest is going to pitch a lefty. LSU struggles with the lefties. Wake Forest, what do you think the line is going to be here, Noah? Well, yesterday or Monday when these two teams played, it opened at minus 150. Wake Forest was originally bet up by early bettors, which you would believe that in a small niche market, those are the sharps. And then or guys later who, on, uh, the coach called them before they, before they on, placed the bet. <laughs> yes. And later on, LSU gained 80% of the bet. And I assume that was mostly more of the public and Wake Forest dipped under the minus 150 price. And again, today, LSU was the public bet against Tennessee and they were opening as a dog and they were bet all the way up to the favorite. So I think that you wait to play this game. And I mean, by then you'll know who's starting for Wake Forest as well and LSU for that matter. And you'll be able to adjust a little bit better. Um, but I would take Wake Forest like an hour before p- first pitch. You, you can't take them. Uh, really? Yeah, so I, we, I am going to play a video. Oh, uh, yes. And I, like, Sean, you won't be able to necessarily say, I'll put it over here so you yeah, can see. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye. Well, no, but basically, there, yeah, there, there's, um, I, I would say this is an interesting way. It, 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 you know what it gives me uh, vibes of? Remember when Jameis and the Saints were celebrating <laughs> in the preseason? Yes. Now imagine if it was like that, but if Jameis jumped on one of his teammates' face and started ma- skull like like skull face fucking him. him. What? Ready? All right. Can we get some audio? Oh man. Yeah. Let me play that again. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> What is that? One more time. This is YouTube.com. This is Wake Forest. Podcast. Ah! Ah! 
Again, it's been a while since I played team sports, now, but I don't remember <laughs> that celebration. Yeah, I, I'd say this: young people are different. The pandemic was dif- was difficult for everyone. Yeah, and, but they certainly looked like they maybe blur the lines in a lot. Hey, maybe they're more different. than teammates. Maybe they're more than teammates. They are a very funky bunch. I'll <laughs> tell you, it's a it's a baseball team. I mean, baseball players are quite weird, and mostly yes. the pitchers are just a weird crop in general. But uh, th- there's some weird stories about this Wake Forest team. <laughs> well, we, yeah, it's, so. even though it's weird, not scaring me off. I'm really? gonna take Wake Forest really? laying the number. They, LSU can't hit lefties. Our expert told us this. Yeah. I like Noah Beanick. I like the college baseball experience. I'm laying the juice. Shout out to the chat. Chat is lit. Terrell has been in here. Easy. Aveta. Uh, all the all the OGs here in the chat. Jake Paquin wanted to ask me where Muskegee, Michigan was. I think I maybe mixed in. Mus- I think you, I think you butchered the name. Were you thinking of Muskegon? Yeah, Muskegon. That's what I was. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was just a random uh, Have you fun been sounding there town. By no, chance or just know it? no, I just you know I'm Michigan I'm a, Adventures. There, I'm a worldly uh, park. That's I'm why world, I asked. I'm a worldly man there. Sean wouldn't be able to point to his hand to tell tell you where he's been in Michigan, <laughs> Noah. Uh, uh, Kramer, what are you doing? Are oh, you going? I, are you I'm, going LSU and I'm, the dog? I'm sitting over here looking at my massive list of sweet, sweet NFL futures, and right in the middle, like a needle in a haystack, there's a future for LSU to win it all, and there's a future for TCU to win it all. Oh, so let's just compound the problem. Yeah, I'm, I already, I already got my action on TCU. When the LSU, uh, when it opens up, I'll be all over it, and it's going to be a purple finale out there in Nebraska. For for what it's worth, we're recording this at we started at eight thirty Pacific. The game ended at eight, so yeah, not much time for it to come. You out. mentioned though uh, that LSU already pitched uh, Ackenhausen, right? Yeah, Ackenhausen. Yep. Uh, that's why Wake Forest is going to send oh. the Blitzkrieg into into Omaha <laughs> to take down Ackenhausen. Right. <laughs> Give me Wake, even though that oh, I'm, wow. I'm a little disturbed after watching that video, but. Hey, you know, a couple of guys having fun in the locker room. Who are we yeah, to judge? There was a video like after they beat, <clears throat> I think it was either they beat LSU or Stanford. There's two kids running out and their like top four buttons are unbuttoned and you can just see bare chest down to the stomach. And it was just like, okay, that's way forward for you. That's <laughs> good. Those kids are having fun. Uh, Noah, any, before we close things out you here, may know my private school pussy, bit. <laughs> any, uh, any futures worth hopping on here? Well, uh, at this the point. market at this point, it's pretty tight. And yeah. I think that LSU or um, not LSU, I think that Florida has a shot to turn over wake forest. If they get there into the championship, I mean, you're facing a TCU team. They're going to be fine for game one with Cole Clecker, <laughs> but then their starting pitcher wouldn't be able to their, their second starting pitcher wouldn't be on appropriate rest. And they'd have to piece together a bullpen game against Florida's ace. So I think Florida's for sure going to come out of this right side of the bracket and face either wake forest or LSU. And I think that Florida has both the offense and the pitching to get it done. If, if that's what you're looking for, I know that wake forest is the betting favorite right now. Uh, I, I don't know if that market's come back out yet since the end of the LSU Tennessee game, but I, I think that there's one, if there's one of the four teams still uh, viable for a bet, it would be the Gators. What about uh, if you had a lock here, Noah, as we close things out for the Wednesday slate, what do you like the best out of uh, what we've hit on so far today? 
I would go with a. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking about whether I want to take the the under or go with a plus money Ooh. play. I, I think I'll go with the under in Florida and TCU minus one ten. Okay. Uh, however, that TCU plus one thirty is enticing as well. So what I'm hearing is parlay the under eleven and a half with TCU plus one thirty with Wake Forest <laughs> minus one fifty. No, that's no, my no. lock. My lock's a three team parlay. Kramer, what do you got for the good folks? Lock no, it up. I, I, uh, it's TCU. It, it, ever, ever since I saw the first, you know, if I was going to give out a mini lock, that would be my classic uh, major league baseball teams. They get to second, they do one of those like bash brother, like yeah, boom, smash my bicep. Smelly Not jerseys. TCU. They go two fingers up, just like <laughs> slow right across the nose. They can smell the success. I mean, come on, guys, you're 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 in college. Like everyone understands what you're doing. It's like the shocker thing at Wichita. Well, we State. were also having a discussion about what base and whether it made sense to second oh, yeah. base. Oh yeah, yeah. There's kids a whole even other. Know that- there's a whole other yeah, like whole third, other third base. I wonder if kids even talk <laughs> about third base. I don't see triples anymore. Colby, what do you got? What's your uh, best bet for the Wednesday college baseball slate? Got to jump on TCU here. They're just they're, they're there's something about this team, the way they're playing. No, they are the most fun. Yeah. Go with those horn frogs, man. I think that's the best play. I think no toads in the house. Let's go. Uh thank you as always Noah for calling in here. Make sure you follow Noah on Twitter at 70 spelled out, then the number seven, then NB. Subscribe to the college baseball experience. Uh, check them out on YouTube, giving out uh, tons and tons of free picks. We have the college baseball picks page over on the uh, sportscamblingpodcast.com and the SGPN app. Of course, make sure to check out Colby as he counts down and previews every college football team. Uh, tomorrow we got USFL picks, and then Kramer. We are starting our fantasy football series. It's Top exciting. ten, it's here. Toss us a nice uh, rating and review. Turn Welcome those autos download downloads on. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Yeah, and if you want to check out the sweet video of the frog eating the alligator at Kramer Central, mm. Kramer, let it ride.